from One of One Production Studio, located in Fort Lee, New Jersey, this is the Art of Music Tech. And now, here's your host, Fela and Dennis. Let's go, let's go, let's go, and welcome to the Art of Music Tech podcast. I'm your host, Fela, and I'm live from my studio, the One of One Production Studio. And today we have a special guest, um, country music star, Jessica Lynn. She's based out of New York. Um, her latest releases uh, have topped the charts. Uh, she can be seen on CBS Evening News and also, also her own PBS uh, television special includes uh, Jessica Lynn taking over live at Paramount. She's also a Lewitt endorser. So, of course, that's why we're definitely going to have her on. <laughs> um, uh, we're, we're good friends with Lewitt. And anybody who's a friend of theirs is a friend of ours, especially a country music star like Jessica Lynn. Uh, so thank you so much for coming on the show, Jessica. <laughs> How are you? My pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right. Yeah, yeah. Um, as everybody hears my southern accent, I, I have a, a soft place in my heart for, for country music being from South Carolina. So um, <laughs> people are always like, what? You're into it? I'm like, it's, hey, it, it tells a great story. And um, yeah, it just reminds me of my childhood. So um yeah, definitely. So glad to have you on. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's get into like your background. Like you're in New York and you're a country music star. So let's get into that and how, how that came about. So I grew up playing rock and roll and loving rock and roll and soul music and everything in between. I mean, I honestly listened to and loved everything, which I think you can hear when you listen to my music. It's not just country. You know, it's it's I have Motown style harmonies with rock and roll style riffs with country style songwriting. And um, I mean, honestly, like when I was a kid, my CD player had literally went from Al Green to The Temptations to ACDC to John Rule to, I mean, like, you name it, I listened to it. And so although I was playing rock and roll growing up, I always loved country music. I felt really drawn to it because of how it told the story. And my dad loved country. So every car ride, we had George Strait on or Phil Vassar and Glenn Campbell. And I just fell in love with it. And um, although I didn't play it growing up, I always listened to it. And after my high school rock and roll band fell apart, as many a rock and roll band do, I decided to follow my heart. And I always follow my gut. I have very strong gut feelings and intuitions. And it said, do country, be a solo artist. So no one can ever take your dream away from you, but you. And it, it worked out. <laughs> Um, and I think it's because I listened to that little voice inside that told me the path, the path to take. Nice. Nice. So what was that path? What was the gut feeling that took you to country um, from that rock and roll? So you're in high school and you're just trying to figure out you're you know that you want to stay in entertainment. Right. By even after high school or 
did you realize that was the path you wanted to go on as far as what you wanted to do with your life after high school? I I always knew that music was what I was going to do. Like there was never really a moment I was like, oh, okay, I feel like I'm going to be a professional musician. Like ever since I was two years old, I was singing, I was playing, I was writing. There was never another option, really. Um, it was just which way I got to my destination, I, I guess. And when I met my now husband in college, yeah, he is, you know, when music runs deep in your veins, I would I say it, cho- it chose me. I didn't choose it. Um, and when I met my husband, who was just my friend in, in college, actually, and I studied math and uh, adolescent education, trying to have a logical backup plan in case my wildest dreams didn't pan out. Um, and for me, teaching was very much the same as performing, where you have to relay a topic and you have to get the audience to like you and be engaged. And it was very much similar to me. Uh, you have to create a performance every single day. So, and I love making a difference. So I said, you know, if music ever one day is not going to work out for me or I decide I don't want to do it anymore, I'll have something that I'm passionate about to to explore. Um, so I met my husband and something about meeting him made me write all this country music. And we were just friends at the time. Um, so that was honestly the gut feeling like, I don't know, life was just kind of taking me in that direction. And funny story, how it came to be was I said to my dad who had always managed me, you know, like as a kid in this high school rock band, I was him and my mom always took me to the city on all these school nights, like at 15 years old, I was playing the bitter end and crash mansion and Webster hall and all these places I definitely shouldn't have been in. (laughs) And, um, and I said, all right, I really want to do country. Like, let's do a demo. And he had the idea. He said, you're different. You're a New York Italian that wants to do country. Do something different. Maybe it will put eyes on you, you know. So he said, let's try to film something for TV. And I really thought he was crazy because I said, no one's ever going to air an unknown artist. Like, oh, here's a television special. Just put it on air. Like, everyone would do it. Uh, So I always say on a shoestring budget and a dream, we filmed this like totally bootleg, low budget concert television special with the hopes that if it didn't go on TV, at least I had some great live video and audio to like shop my new music with. And it went nationwide. (laughs) And um, that's how my whole career started, a very unconventional way, which ever since then, everything I've ever done has been unconventional and different and forged my own path. So um, I hope that it could be an inspiration to young artists, you know, that you don't have to do what everybody else is doing or be like everybody else. You can make your own way and your own future, really. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That That's awesome story. Because um, that's kind of how my, even with my career in audio, I didn't. I thought it, at first I was going to be in the studio, which I am back in it now, <laughs> but life took me to touring and you know that was how I initially got into audio so yeah you do kind of just go with the flow it was still the passion of what I had but it was 
not what I initially thought. So, yeah, I mean, that that's what we all have to do is to like, oh, okay, this is, <laughs> I still loved it. Yeah, because it's all, it's all part of your passion. Like, as with music, there are so many different things that you can do that still feed that desire and that passion to create and connect with other people. And like even now throughout the pandemic, I mean, the pandemic took me to places when all my touring got canceled that I never thought I would be in. Like um, now I actually wound up falling in. It was supposed to be on a performance based thing, but with the U.S. government, uh, it's really interesting, actually, when I was on tour in Lithuania in 2019, the U.S. embassy was at the festival I was playing. So I was like, oh, I got to go meet the Americans. Like, this is so cool. So I wound up talking to them and they said, you know, you'd be really perfect for this program called American Voices. Here's the information. Go check it out when you get off the road. So I did. And what it is, is they choose 10 bands from across the entire United States. So thousands of, of bands apply. And you become cultural ambassadors for the United States. They take these bands and they bring them to very foreign places that don't normally have access to American music and culture. So like you wouldn't go to England, you would go to Afghanistan, you wouldn't go to France, you know, you would go to like someplace in South America. And so I got chosen in 2020, then 2021, which wound up turning all virtual because of the state of the world. So I was learning things to do things digitally I never thought I would be doing. And then because of all my international touring experience, they hired me as a consultant to the program to help facilitate this virtual plus trying to get in person world. And then they wound up hiring me to teach a whole course. Um, they do something really cool called Yes Academy, where it's very similar. The last one was in Uganda, which I was lucky enough to get to guest speak in. And um, now I'm teaching twice a week how to build your music career to students. My class is 16 to 33 years old in Indonesia. So, I mean, if you ever told me uh, even a year ago, you'd be teaching people in Indonesia how to be their own record label. I'd be like, what? That is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> But it's, and it's amazing. It's so fulfilling and I get to do music and still make a difference and combine all these loves like into one thing. It's been so amazing so far. Yeah. Fantastic. So that's been keeping you busy. I was about to say, well, what have you been doing through the pandemic? And you just said it. So, <laughs> so it's yeah, more- I'm very busy. I don't sleep much anymore. <laughs> Are you doing these lives? Do you you are you in your studio right now and at your house or do where is that how you do all of your virtual yeah, this is- a full setup and so you have the whole thing with the mixer, the band, so you can do a full band from your house and stuff? Yeah, um, this is my home studio. And when the pandemic hit, that also brought me all into this world of doing virtual stuff. And um, when I I lost my world tour in 2020 and 2021, which is hopefully going to happen this year again, but it was 15 countries, 100 cities. And um, it was really hard for me when that I lost that because I just didn't know what to do. I built my career being a live act. I never had money for PR or marketing or anything. I built my brand by getting out on the road and shaking hands and playing, which is what I knew how to do ever since I was a little kid. So 
when everything disappeared, I decided to start live streaming. We bought all lighting and cameras and, and I said, you know, like, I'm not going to let this thing beat me. And, um, little did I know how, again, life just brings you to places, how incredible that would turn out for me. I, I wound up being made, like so honored. I still can't believe it happened, but a, a top 40 live streamer of 2020 by Polestar and a top 25 of 2021 on the internet, which is like so crazy to me that I had 60 to 100,000 people sitting with me in my room every week, like just hanging out. Uh, but it's, I learned so much. I became a better performer and a better writer, everything from having to just like sink or swim, you know? Yeah. Wow. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. That's, that's what this time was about figuring out what's next. Yeah. Not letting it get you like that. Yeah. That's, that's the perfect way to get through life anyway. Cause it's always going to be something <laughs> inconvenient happening at the least. Um, yeah. it's true. Um, so let's get into um, the, the project that you worked on with the Lewitt LCT uh, 942 mic. Um, it was an acoustic EP uh, reimagined, correct? So that EP was actually born, again, how life brings you to these places and you just got to roll with it. Um, I started doing these live streams every week where I was on Facebook and Instagram and I was playing my music. And then after like six months of that, I'm like, this is getting old. You know, I need to do something different. I can't keep playing my 10 songs that are popular over and over and over again every single week. So I decided to, I thought outside of the box and was like, what can I do that's different? And I thought to do a piano bar style live stream where I charged a very cheap ticket just so anyone, no matter what your circumstance was in the pandemic could join just like covered, like doing all my digital stuff and getting the sound to help me or whatever. And, um, we start every Wednesday, it would be an hour and a half show where you can throw anything at me and I have to play it on the spot. So like, you'd be like, play burn five Sunday morning. I have to try it. Try queen somebody to love. I have to pull up the chords and try it. And it pushed me in so many ways. It, like I was a better singer. I wasn't singing Christina Aguilera and Queen and all these things every week before like that, you know, or, or sight reading or trying to figure out chords like on the spot. Um, and again, this was live. So this was recorded forever. So it added that extra pressure of like, wow, you better do good, you know? And so my fans started requesting my songs in different ways so at first they would throw stuff at me like because it was all piano they'd be like roadhouse is like a fun fast song like a rowdy rocker blues and they're like play roadhouse but in a minor key really sad sounding <laughs> and i'd have to try to do it it was fun yeah it was it was tricky they were like trust me plenty of crash and burn moments but i um they started requesting the songs like that and some of them like i would try it and they would all be like jessica that was really good like maybe you should think about that and i would listen back and be like maybe they're right like maybe i should 
rework some of my popular songs like in a cool way and they in every week in the live stream are you gonna put that out are you gonna post it are you gonna record it like and it started with my song not your woman which is again is like a rocky blue bluesy sassy kind of swampy sounding song and they asked me to do it in a ballad form and it really sounded good so I was like you know what as a side fun project during this pandemic time let me choose four songs and totally rework them and reimagine them and i'll just put it out as just me on the piano just like the live streams so when i went into the studio i was even referring to those initial spark moments of being live with them i would watch the streams back and remember my nuances or things like that and it took me weeks in the studio to rework the chords to rework things I've been singing for years to try to find different structures and ways to make them interesting lyric changes and um that EP that silly little EP that I'm like oh it's probably not going to do good but it's just a passion project charted number six in country music in albums on iTunes and uh 47 all genre in the United States. And it also charted in Sweden and England. So it just shows you like, you know, you never know. And we used uh, the Lewitt on that project. And I honestly don't think the um, LCT 940, you know, I don't think that any other microphone could have captured that project like that did. Um, It, truly it actually blew me away you know we got it because i'm used to just doing my thing and it's very rare i'm not a gear person so i love the business side of the music business and like with gear i mean i played a 50 dollars guitar i found at a tag sale for years that none of the electronics were <laughs> because when i just like something i just like it i don't i'm not one that searches out you know new gear gets like super excited about that techie stuff Um, but when I heard that mic, I was like, wow. And because it's such a stripped down EP, you heard every nuance, like the presence with the tube and the warmth of the tube. I mean, I even adjusted how I was singing sometimes because it picked up every little lip noise. I mean, that I would do. Yeah. Oh, and it's beautiful. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful when it's lit up. Oh, it just, it gives a vibe to it on its own. <laughs> so I can imagine with like an acoustic vibe, yeah, yeah. lights low, just that warm glow off the tube. Yeah, yeah, that this microphone is our go-to yeah. as well. Like we use for all our podcasts and voiceover stuff that we have coming through the studio. It, yeah, that that's our go-to as well. So I know that the that saturation and that warmth, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's just all there. <laughs> it's different, and I guarantee even people that don't know about audio and can't hear the nuances of things in between different gear, or whatever. Um, I guarantee if they listen to the reimagined EP versus my vocal on some of my other stuff, they will hear a difference like you said it's that saturation that presence that it picked up every little growl or hoarseness in my voice or timber of certain things i mean it really blew me 
it blew me away. And that's what you need with an acoustic EP. All you have is your voice to, it was just me and piano. So I needed all of my emotion, every aspect and facet of my voice to come through. And that mic did the job, let me tell you. Yes, yes. And wow, I mean, the power of great production and listening to your fans. Like your fans told you what they liked and you just listened to them and put it out there and it got rewarded. So, you know, kudos to just, you you just have to listen to the people as well. So great job on that. And (laughs) yeah. And on the production side. Yeah. Yeah. I've listened to a few of your albums. Yeah. And yeah, you guys do a great job because it's all in house, right? Like you and your husband. So, I mean, yeah, you know, you guys just continue and you're doing it independently, which is the real dream, not having, you know, you're still going to work your tail off, but having your own, you know, your own say on everything is is priceless. So, um, what what do you guys have coming up? Um, Well, hopefully the big tour. Um, We're we're just waiting. We're going to be releasing, we just released a single Better Than That, which I'm really excited about. It's been one of my favorites for a few years that I just never got to record. And it's on my debut album that's going to come out later this year. That was also a pandemic project. Um, But we're going to release one big single in maybe two months, three months from now. That's my favorite off the record before it drops with a music video. Um, And then hopefully be going on tour to support it. But we're just waiting at this point because there's so many countries involved that the ins and outs of getting in and out of every place and all the logistics with all the different mandates and restrictions in Europe, every country is different. So um, they all have a different set of guidelines that makes travel very, very difficult. So we're hoping that we can keep everything, if not everything, at least what we can, as much as we can. And just keep releasing music. I've been writing new stuff in the new year. That's always my New Year's resolution is to put the business away and just focus on the music. So I'm really excited about a lot of the new stuff I'm coming up with. And um, and again, if things don't work out how we plan for them this year, then we roll with it and we find another great path. If any, That's what I've learned the last two years, if anything. All right. Fantastic. Well... How Jessica, how can the people find you and and keep in touch and where your your latest stuff comes out in the next couple of months? So my website, which has tour dates and all links to everything, is jessicalinmusic.org. Uh, and you can find my music on every major platform like Spotify or Pandora, iTunes, Apple Music. And uh, I'm on all the social media platforms at Jessica Lynn Music. So I'd love if you guys would follow me and and uh, keep in touch. Yes, yes, please do. Thank you so much jessica this is a fantastic talk and getting to know know you more we we met in person a, a couple of years back um at a women's entrepreneur conference at the un so it's kind of ironic that all of your the your un stuff it kind of <laughs> it sent you in, international I, since I, the last time i saw you <laughs> so funny yeah i'm so excited 
Thank you so much for asking me to come on. It was really a pleasure. I've been looking forward to it. I'm so glad we got to do it. Oh, yeah. Same here. Um, as I said, anybody who's a friend of Lewitt and uh, <laughs> was a friend of ours, but also you just make great music. So we're always a, a, a fans of that. So um, thank you so much again, Jessica, for coming on. Um Everyone, if you, you should listen to more episodes of the Art of Music Tech podcast. Uh, it comes out every week or so. <laughs> every week. Um, actually, this will come out in the next uh, two weeks. So, uh, Jessica, just to get you in mind. Um, but, yeah, check us out on all the, the major platforms. Spotify, iHeartRadio, um, uh, um, YouTube, everything. Check us out, The Art of Music Tech. Also, if you need any audio services, we're one of one productions. Uh, you can record at our studio, but we also do remote mixing and mastering uh, and all that good stuff. So, and you can check us out at oneofoneproductions.com. All of that is in the summary. I'll also have Jessica's information in the summary as well. So thank you guys for tuning in. And until next time, let's go. For more information of booking 23DB Productions, visit their website at 23dbproductions.com. Like and follow 23DB Productions at Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter for the latest work.